There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, September 29th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Letters, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Today, Rob's going to break down the wild case of this $100 million New Jersey deli for us. Apparently, he's worked at a deli, so he has some insider information, supposedly. But I'm also going to talk about something many of you probably have in your ears right now, Apple's AirPods. The company's employed a lucrative strategy to turn them into a must-use product, and we're going to outline what that might say about the company's future plans. But before we get into all that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business tech. Let's get crackling. All right. First things first, Google released cool new ways to search, including all kinds of new shortcuts, ways to search and look at food and places, as well as a new multi-search feature that lets you search both a picture and then add text. So what this does, it's, it's pretty cool because you can take a picture of, let's say, a cool pattern you see and then search the word tie. And it'll show you a bunch of ties with that pattern. This is a move by, in my eyes, to compete more with Pinterest, which is really a visual search platform, and TikTok, which has rapidly become a go-to search engine for teens, looking up things like places to eat or things to wear. And it's also just cool. Like, (laughs) you know, I think it's cool. Super cool. This reminds me a lot of um, Shazam, the audio app Mm. where you could like hold up your phone and figure out the name of a song. Like, I feel like that sort of stuff just feels like magic when you're doing it. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, good for Google. Moving along, Major League Pickleball scored some new investors, including LeBron James, as it plans to expand from 12 to 16 teams. Pickleball has really blown up in the U.S. You're now seeing all kinds of pickleball clubs, bars, public courts, even lots of private investments here, though. And understandably, right, it looks... Really fun. I've actually never played, but it looks much easier than tennis, I will say that. Pickleball is fun. I've played once. I did play tennis in high school, so I'm kind of partial to tennis, but pickleball is cool. Yeah. Also, OpenAI, creator of the mind-boggling text-to-image platform Dolly, removed the program's waitlist so anyone can now use it. I'm sure we will be using it. And with this program, you're able to type in something like, let's say, an oil painting by Van Gogh of a robot playing pickleball, and you'll get some really awesome results. And more than 1.5 million people are now actively creating over 2 million images a day on the program. Pretty neat. In other news, Apple appears to be gearing up to launch Apple Music Classical, the supposed name of its standalone classical music app. Also, Amazon announced a swath of updates to its hardware products, including a Kindle that you can now 
use a stylus to write on, and Hey Dude, which is a shoe brand acquired by Crocs this year for around $2.5 billion, saw its Q2 revenue jump 96% and is reportedly on pace to hit a billion dollars in revenue in 2022. And lastly, I thought this was nice, AT&T is waiving overage fees for talk, text, and data for the next month for customers affected by Hurricane Ian. All right, Rob, what is the story with this deli? Okay, so basically this New Jersey deli called Your Hometown Deli seemed to just be this modest sandwich shop in a small town in New Jersey with a mean cheesesteak. It apparently has a really good cheesesteak. But ultimately, it came to light last year in a memo from hedge fund manager David Einhorn that the deli was the sole holding of a company called Hometown International, which was a public shell company that was valued at $113 million. Okay. Yeah. So if all of that is kind of jargon to you, buckle up because this is kind of a ridiculous and convoluted story. This story started back in 2014 where this deli ultimately was created and the owners were talked into incorporating the deli as a subsidiary under this hometown international company by a friend with a finance background. Okay. So Instead of trying to make this New Jersey's best pastrami and rival Katz's in New York City, right. the friend allegedly <laughs> sought to use the deli as a vehicle for an obscure financial transaction that's grown less obscure in the world of SPACs called a reverse merger. Okay. A reverse merger is basically when a private company goes public by acquiring an already public shell company, which is basically exactly what Hometown International was. And so this happens all the time in SPACs, like investors will create these shell companies and then they'll ultimately get acquired by a private company. They're not, they're companies that don't really do anything. They just exist. Exactly. And what's interesting is the SEC, we'll get to this in a second, but the SEC has really been cracking down on these shell companies because there are fraud risks and there are kind of security risks there. Mm -hmm. So Hometown International did go public in 2019 and it did not go public on the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. It went public on the OTC market. Mm. And if you haven't heard of the OTC market, it's basically the third stock market, but it has some crucial differences from NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange. First of all, transactions take place between two parties, so two people, and it's not regulated by you know a wealth of data like the other stock exchanges are. Right. And that's a big reason that a lot of penny stocks list on the OTC. So there's this kind of fame mm. infamous strategy of kind of a pump and dump penny stock scheme. And if you saw Wolf of Wall Street, I think that's what the firm was doing there. So that's something that runs rampant on the OTC markets. And mm. it brings up the other point here. So the OTC doesn't delist companies if they break their rules. They can flag them and bring them up with the SEC, but they're a lot more lax than the other stock exchanges. Okay. So that's all we're trying to get across here. Okay. But um, given the indictment, the leaders are probably going to end up serving prison time instead of cashing in on this. Right. I wonder who like, who's the just, you know, the guys working behind the counter? What, what were they thinking of all this? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anywho, I know you've been doing some big time digging on Apple's AirPod strategy and would love to dig in there. What's going on? Yeah, so let me ask you this. Do you remember a time when headphones came free with your iPhone? I do indeed. Right, that was pretty nice back in the day. It was a nice little perk. But over time, the company has, as you are well aware, replaced that nice little perk with must-have AirPods, which cost 
a lot of money. They're not free, obviously. No. And uh, they're now responsible for what many believe to be around $25 billion in revenue each year for Apple. And to put this all into context, $25 billion in revenue is more revenue than Twitter, Spotify, and Lululemon brought in last year combined. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. And some people think it should be its own company for antitrust purposes. And <laughs> yeah. What I mean is understandably, right, understandably, Apple's AirPods, they're, these buds work better with Apple products than any other company's equivalent of AirPods ever will. And it's a practice that some companies like Tile, for instance, which makes tracking devices that used to actually be sold in Apple stores, but now competes directly with Apple's own AirTags and Google regarding things like iMessage. These companies consider this kind of thing abusive market power. They've testified as such, and Google actually launched an entire marketing campaign publicly shaming Apple for this in the last few months. I remember that. So all this is is going on, but what I want to focus on here is not that as much as this really lucrative and <laughs> smart strategy uh, by Apple that they've employed here for the AirPods and what it might tell us about where Apple is headed. So what I think is going to be the most original product of the Tim Cook era at Apple will probably be, in my opinion, the upcoming Apple reality headset. That's what people assume it'll be called. I think that makes sense because AR. Love it. Love it, right? Now, demand for that kind of product is not so high. But what I think is interesting is neither was demand for AirPods at the time they launched. And obviously today, it's a different story. <laughs> but also, when this product, when this Apple reality headset comes out, it won't be the market's only offering in the space, right? Meta has already sold 15 million Quest headsets. So Apple's coming from behind here. The difference is Apple's will be the one that works best with your iPhone, with your AirPods, with your $10 a month Apple Music account. And that setup, like with AirPods, could make it a home run. Totally. I'm super interested in what this AR headset offers and kind of how it will integrate with the rest of Apple's offerings. Like still kind of a niche product, but Apple has this ability to kind of make niche products more mainstream. And I'm super interested to see how they do it. All right, bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litters. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co. Have a terrific Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow.